You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and advanced grief recovery specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open and maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode 126. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well And as always, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. So this week, I'm going to be talking about compassion fatigue. Now, according to the Compassion Fatigue Awareness Project, compassion fatigue is a broadly defined concept that can include emotional, physical and spiritual distress in those providing care to another. It's also associated with caregiving when people or animals are experiencing significant emotional or physical pain and suffering. Compassion fatigue has also been described as the cost of caring for others in emotional pain. Now, it's a form of chronic stress and it's a reaction often that can feel like burnout. However, burnout usually comes from having too much work and responsibilities and it's usually predictable and treatable, whereas compassion fatigue comes from helping others that you want to keep helping, but you feel so overwhelmed from them being, from being exposed to their trauma. And it may take a little while to detect. You see, what happens when you're so involved with your caregiving is that over time, people forget about themselves. And so they don't practice self-care. You know, it often happens to so many who were caregivers, to loved ones who were struggling with chronic illness. For those caregivers, they can usually end up becoming so over-empathic and then they find themselves feeling numb and exhausted as to what's happening with their loved one. Or to those who work in the caregiving fields, such as social workers, people in the medical field, first responders, counsellors and funeral services, just to name a few. Now, if they're constantly internalising the problems of those that they're trying to help, then they often end up being so overwhelmed with the feelings of others to the point where they feel like they're drowning. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone who works in these fields would suffer from this. You see, the key is to finding a balance and understanding and knowing that it's okay to put yourself first. It's kind of like when the air hostess tells you in an emergency to make sure you put your oxygen mask on first, 
That way, you'll be better prepared to help others. You must make sure that you are tending to your own emotional and physical well-being and needs while you're involved in providing care for others. Now, compassion fatigue can show up very differently for everyone. So here are some common symptoms that may occur. So we have difficulty in concentrating, headaches, feelings of failure, guilt, self-doubt and powerlessness, apathy and emotional numbness, reduced sense of efficiency on the job, withdrawing socially and becoming disconnected from others, feeling overwhelmed and physically and emotionally exhausted, a sense of being detached or having decreased pleasure in activities, poor coping skills such as self-medicating and an increase in substance abuse. So you see, the sooner you notice any signs, the sooner you can care for yourself and replenish your stores of empathy. So here are a few tips for managing compassion fatigue. Find someone to talk to and express your needs out loud. Understand that what you are feeling is normal. Follow a good self-care routine and get enough sleep. Choose healthy foods and exercise regularly. Find a balance between your personal and professional life. And if you can, take some time off. Understand that suffering and pain are part of the human experience. And unfortunately, you do not always have control over them. So focus on what you can control, including your thoughts and feelings. If you need to, find a professional to help you understand what you're going through. I know that it's normal to feel guilty for having compassion fatigue. You might start to wonder if you've lost your ability to feel empathy. But please know that you are not a bad person. And the good news is that compassion fatigue usually is a short-term problem. So remember, it's okay to say no, especially when your compassion has become fatigued. This is where you need to step back and take care of your own needs. Create balance because your attention to others needs to become your own attention. Now, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is to prevent it from happening at all. So if you're a caregiver and provide a service for others, why not begin to practice self-awareness and start to recognise any changes in your behaviour, your work and your life outside of work? Reduce your stress loads Take personal time and breaks. Try to monitor your sleep patterns and create a doable and fun exercise routine. You know, you could write in a journal because getting your thoughts and feelings down on paper and out of your head has been found to be very therapeutic. Plus, it can be done anywhere. And meditate or practice deep breathing. Watch a funny movie and or take a nice hot bath or shower. 
and be sure to set boundaries in your work and caregiving relationships. You know, these can all help in preventing compassion fatigue. And if you find that you're suffering from these symptoms, then your body is telling you to take action for yourself. You know, being productive in addressing your needs is healing. So make self-care a priority. It might feel a little selfish at first to take time for yourself. But remember, when you're feeling healthy, you're able to be a much better caregiver. And of course, each person has a different way of taking care of themselves. So do what feels right for you. And you know, there are caregiver support groups that are filled with people in similar situations who will understand what you're going through. Plus, there are also online groups if that works better for you. Either way, it helps you to feel less alone. Plus, you know, when you join, you can learn new coping skills. You can safely vent your frustrations or get some advice if you're handling a difficult situation. The bottom line is make sure you use positive ways to cope with stress. Don't forget to do the things you love to do before you are a caregiver. Carve some time out for those hobbies or activities. Doing something that's fun and creative that isn't related to caregiving can help to improve your quality of life. And if your compassion fatigue is increasing, then find some relief and talk to someone who can help you deal with negative thoughts, stress, anxiety or major life changes. Find someone who can help you to reduce your compassion fatigue and manage any painful emotions that comes with being a caregiver. You know, life is too short to allow any compassion fatigue strip you from the opportunity to enjoy it. Because there are so many wonderful moments to look forward to beyond emotional pain. And by dealing with your loss and your emotions, it makes facing each new day less overwhelming. So if you're living with emotional pain or compassion fatigue and feel like it's time for you to take action, then why not schedule a complimentary chat with me today? Okay, you lovely people, that is it for this week's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that it was helpful for you. If you'd like to find out more about my services and programs, then please visit my website, givegriefachance.com. There you can drop me an email, you can ask a question or share your story via voice message, and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. And while you're over at my website, why not check out my free gifts to you? There's a guided meditation to help you with sleep, a grief recovery ebook with 61 tips on the experience of grief and how to move through it, plus my fillable grief worksheets, which will help you to process your memories, thoughts and emotions. So please feel free to use them. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate it 
like it and share it. And if you feel like it, you could come and join me on Instagram at Give Grief a Chance Coach. And last but not least, I would like to invite any women who might be struggling with their grief to come and join us in a safe and nurturing group on Facebook. It's called Life After Loss with Diane Morgan. And I would be honoured if you would come and join us and give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week.